0: That the reason they were toppling is because they had never had to face resistance, Hmm. that the wind is actually necessary for the health of a tree, because it's against the blowing of the wind that the roots have to dig in.
1: That's good. Welcome to the Hope in Real Life podcast with Jason Gore. Our team is passionate and committed to bringing you more hope in the everyday real areas of your life. If this conversation and content is valuable for you, please do us a favor. Like, subscribe, and even share. You never know how valuable it could be to share a little bit of hope with someone else. Let's get the conversation started. Well, welcome to Season 2 Hope in Real Life Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. We are here this week with pastor, speaker, author, former NFL player, college All-American, and as we heard in a previous episode this season, Botanical Garden Walker, <laughs> Leon Jr. Leon, how you doing this morning?
0: You're never going to let that go, are you? <laughs> never going to let it Not go. Not
1: going to let it go. We are here this week to talk about a topic that uh, is very near and dear to my heart. I know it's near and dear to your heart. It's two men who really want to see the world become a better place. We want to see lives change. We want to see people experience the life that we believe that God's created them to experience, regardless of what our listeners believe, how that fits in. That's what we're after. And it's, the topic is this, how to be resilient in a chaotic world. My, my. Yeah. And so Leons is here with us this week. He's actually written a book called The Resilience Factor. And so, uh, man, I just would love to start right out of the gate. What does resilience mean to you?
0: Yeah, resilience uh, to me, to quote the great Mike Tyson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. I know right where this is going.
0: Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. And, uh, and I think there's something incredibly poignant in that statement. He probably didn't know that as he was saying it, but.
1: No, he's a theologian. He, he, he a is theolo- theolo- a theologian and a philosopher. And a philosopher, that's right.
0: Uh, but, but there is something to that idea that we all think we have the way to go until we hit rough terrain, until we hit difficulty. And so the way I would define resilience is the ability to keep going uh, against obstacle, against trial, against tragedy, against difficulty to keep moving forward. Or another way to say that is the capacity to get up and keep moving after you've been
1: knocked down. That's right. And and I, I would even, no, I didn't write the book, uh, but I, I would even add on that, like the ability to come back stronger That's exactly than the right. time before. So it's not, hey, we're not enduring. There's yeah. a difference in, in enduring something yes. versus being resilient through something because well, something happens when you've gone through some difficult times and then you come out on the other side strongly, you're like Wait a minute. I'm, I'm a better man. Yeah. I'm a better woman. I yeah. know how to handle this. Um, it's interesting that you started out by saying that, though. Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. or You, you said in the face. Yeah. But, but punch in the mouth, punch in the face. Is, is it me? I mean, it seems like the world right now is throwing punches at us. Well,
0: the world has always been throwing punches. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I, I think the difference is uh, the... The frequency with which they come, uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, the the ability of uh, Joe from uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, to get on Twitter and and yell at a celebrity or yeah. you know or a public official, um, the the access that we have to information, it has just increased the ability uh, for individual actors and groups of people to create chaos in all types of ways, which requires us. To be more resilient, and I love the the way you rounded that out. It is the ability to come back stronger, and we did cover that in the book, by the way. Um, but it's the ability to to get hit, to get up, and and you have taken the collective learning from that, and it is actually
1: we're good. We had a little lighting change in the yeah, studio, no, it's but all, everything, everything's all good. Got good. Yeah, we're good.
0: Yeah, I thought Jesus was coming back. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm no ready, trumpet, no, no trumpet, though. I'm no ready. Trumpet. I heard it inside. Okay. You didn't hear it? <laughs> I didn't hear the trumpet. Oh, he, Oh, no, that's in trouble. <laughs> I need some resilience. But we got to call Nick Cage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where
0: y'all want to pick it up from?
1: That's it. No, I think we're good. We just keep rolling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Hey,
0: listen, I don't know what kind of situation this yeah. is. Yeah, we're good to go. We're you right. know, I'm usually on, you know. We're going to be resilient. I'm usually on NPR type you nonsense.
1: Not, not the NPR Today team. on this episode.
0: Of hope in real life, no. Uh, <laughs> but but that ability to get up and and to have taken the collective learnings from that loss, yeah. right? Nelson Mandela said this. Um, he said, "I've never lost. I've only won or learned." Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, that to me again is a part of the essence of actually having resilience and I think resilience can be cultivated yeah it's not something you're born with it's it's not something that is reserved for special human beings or former navy seals or all-american wrestlers it's something that can be cultivated over time with intentionality
1: right that should and that should be comforting I think to the to the listening world at the moment you're going through a difficult time like this is something that can be developed. You've got to want to develop it. That's right. You've got to be willing to go through the fire, but but it is something that can be developed. Uh, I think it's important uh, for our audience to kind of connect with you a little bit on this, and because and, and I, I know a bit about your life. right? We know each other. Uh, for those of you, that maybe you've heard the story, but there was a couple months ago you were in town, two, three months mm-hmm. ago you were in town, and we spent some time in an office. Just We just said, you know, if we're going to be working together more, if we're going to be spending more time together, we should just get to know each other more yeah. and talk about our stories. I think it was... Maybe 30 minutes before both of us were probably in tears talking about things we 30 minutes? Okay. Three, 30 th- minutes? Three minutes? You were crying
0: <laughs> in seven minutes. It was
1: beautiful. Oh, my god. It was beautiful. Okay. Well, we've got a clip of you that I we're going to play wearing... now going through Flower Garden. So we're going to play that. <laughs> then we're gonna... uh, it, no. it was incredible. But let's do this. Uh, Because I know you you can pick one. You got a laundry list. But just talk about a time where you experienced a difficult time in your life and you you had to work through that and maybe just share a bit of that with our listeners.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I can say this quite candidly. Uh, 2019 to 2022 were the hardest years of my adult life. And I questioned everything. I questioned my calling. I questioned whether I was supposed to stay in ministry. I questioned um uh, what I had done with my life for the previous 10 years and and if I was in the right place doing the right thing and and it was because there was a series of uh of incredible challenges and difficulties and traumas you know in, in 2019 um uh, a couple of my elders and one of my associate pastors uh decided to try and and uh, basically upend my leadership and and the leadership of some of the other elders and pastors and um, it caused uh, terrible trauma in our church. Um, I, I wouldn't call it a church split, but but definitely a church splinter. Yeah. You know, there were a bunch of people that scattered just because they were hurt. They they weren't even mad at a particular side. They're just like, I don't want to be part of the drama. And so we navigated that in 2019, rolled right into the pandemic in 2020. Um, and leading a church you can't see uh, is incredibly challenging. Um, and because we were in the city of Atlanta. Uh, You you know, I don't know if you guys followed this on the news, but our governor and our mayor were fighting every day. Uh, The governor was like, go back to church and do your thing. And the mayor was like, if I catch more than five people in that building, I'm going to shut you down forever. And so we were caught in this limbo where we didn't gather for 14 months, Wow, 14 months. So I didn't even know if we would have a church, um, you know, on the other side of that. Uh, And then in the midst of that, my younger brother was fighting cancer. And uh, all through 2019, while I was on this legitimate battlefront in in our church, my brother's fighting cancer and I couldn't be there for him the way that I wanted to be when I look back in hindsight because, you know, I couldn't know then that that he was going to end his fight with cancer, um, you know, a few years later, uh, which was in September of 2021. And so... Um, These last few years have been one hit after another. And if, I mean, I can say this without any, any reservation or compunction. If I hadn't had a life, some of the things we shared when we were together uh, of having to find a way to regroup and recalibrate uh, on the other side of tragedy and move forward stronger than I was, if, if, if I hadn't taken the time to cultivate that through academics, through sports, through family drama, which we don't even have time. I think that's where the tears start. If I didn't have those faculties, I don't know that I would still be standing. And, 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 you know, again, we're Christians. Uh, I do believe that the spirit of God in me um, has been kind of that X factor. Right. But, but just from the sheer standpoint of emotional, mental, and physical wellness. If I didn't have those other things to kind of build this resilience into me over time, man, there's no way that that I not only survive but but thrive on the other side of that. And that and that's the word. It's not. And you know, endurance is survival. Right. We don't want to survive. Resilience is thriving right. on the other that's side right. of it. And and integrating the pain into the person that you're becoming. And uh, and I feel like that's a lot of what 2023 has been is, is a a period of integration. And those are the cycles we go through. We go through pain, we go through trauma. We either repress it or we integrate it or, or we expel it and take it out on other people. Um, And I feel like this year has been the integration process of, you know, how am I doing not being able to call my brother every day? How am I doing um, knowing um, that the men who did what they did have, you know, started a new church and continue to try and spread rumors. How am I doing? Um, recovering from 14 months of of uh, not being able to gather with our church and right. wondering if we're going to make it after we had just bought our largest building ever. Right. By the way, two months before the shutdown, we bought 12 and a half acres and 100,000 square feet. Yeah, sure. um, yeah.
1: talk so, about asking some questions, man. That's
0: yeah, tough. yeah. So, so that's it, man. That's that's. Uh,
1: and for people that don't know, I mean, you. <clears throat> You don't, uh, despite what some people might think, you don't start a church or step into uh, the role of pastor uh, for fame or for fortune <laughs> for other people. That's not. That's not. You know, for the sake of being lifted up. That's not why. Oh, you do. there are better you, things to do. There are. There is a lot better things, and we can we can have a whole podcast on that. But we, you do that because you actually care about the mission. Mm-hmm. You care about it, and so when you give your heart and your soul to something. And then the thought of there might be another man or a group of men or some other people that are trying to strip that thing away from you. And then there's outside circumstances that then play in, man, the questions uh, and, and the resilience that it takes to be able to push through that. And as a guy who knows you, I applaud you for, man, for you, the brother. focus that that took. Because I know um, that could have been easy to just take a step back and say, man, there are easier things that I can give my time to and give my energy to. And quite honestly, it would hurt a lot less. Well,
0: and there were things on the table yeah you know I had multiple job offers through twenty nineteen and and multiple opportunities to just bail um but when I looked at kind of the the cultural ethos of of bailing out yeah. when when it gets hard I, was, I did I didn't want to replicate that pattern and and honestly in a lot of ways there there are things in me that just wouldn't allow it right you know and uh Um, even though the thoughts circulated through my mind.
1: We are going to take a brief break from our show to let you know about a resource that we are making available to you. If you're looking for a resource on personal development or spiritual enrichment, then you've got to check this out. It's a free tool. Now, free to our listeners. It was not free for us to create, but free for our listeners, made specifically for anyone who's looking for a bit more hope in their everyday life. Listen to the features, daily devotions, parenting tips, financial resources, marriage insights. There's even a community where you can share prayer requests if you've got things going on in your life and you can see and know that other people are praying for you. This is gonna be available in early January. We'll make sure everybody knows. Stay tuned, keep looking for it, we'll have it out. But listen, tomorrow can be better than today and hope is possible, even in real life. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, and we might come back to that, that little thing that we get in our head sometimes that won't let us do that. But, but I wanna I want do this because some, some folks might be listening, and, and I we, we talked about this before the show, but I kind of have a, um, I'd be lying if I didn't say I had an agenda, with, I didn't have an agenda with this topic. Passionate like I, agenda. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because I do believe the world, like you said, it's always been throwing punches, but it seems like right now they're just coming faster and faster and faster and harder and harder and harder. And I want to be careful how I say this, um, but maybe, maybe it's circumstantial, maybe COVID had a big impact on this, but it doesn't seem like the majority of the population is as good at taking those shots and wanting to come back stronger. Uh, And, um, and so, but, but I desperately believe that the world, um, that there is more hope out there than what we realize right now. And so I think we've probably got some listeners, even if they're not going through something right now, maybe they've got kids, maybe they've got young kids and, um, we don't always get to choose the battles, right? Sometimes the battles choose us. Uh, and that develops resilience if we push through it the right way. But what are some things that that, that parents can take? And I'm actually going somewhere with this. So if we don't land the plane in the right spot, maybe I'll come back to it. But what are some things some parents can do? What are some environments some parents can create for their kids that would actually help them develop resilience in their lives?
0: Yeah, no, I know exactly where you're going. And I, and I think that is a great direction to go. The, the only thing I would say before I jump into that is to anyone who's listening, life only comes in three stages. You're either entering a trial, in the middle of a trial, or exiting That's a trial. Right. That's exactly right. So if you're not going through something right now, you will be. Buckle up. You know, you will be. It's <laughs> yeah. it's coming. Um, and putting your head in the sand and hoping that it passes is is not the way to do it. Um, and, and so I I think teaching our children that at an early age comes uh, with intentionality. Uh, a couple of things that I've done personally. Uh, is create environments of challenge for them and environments of difficulty. You know, we're we're kind of in a in a moment right now with our son. Um, he told me he wanted to wrestle. You and I both know that um, there is no no glitz, no glamour. That's right. No money. Right. No money. <laughs> no money. Maybe a college education. That's right. Maybe, Maybe. You get your college paid for. Um, and, and so. But there's
1: it, easier ways to get your college paid for. There you go.
0: It is a hard <laughs> sport. And uh, he did it one year. He said he kind of liked it, but he didn't know he came back this year. Well, it turns out he's been you know, quietly telling my wife that he doesn't want to wrestle. He's, he's just been doing it because Dad did it. And I had a moment where I had to decide if I was going to let him pull the ripcord uh, or make him finish out the season, right, even though he doesn't want to do it. He hates it. And Now, he hasn't told me this, right. but I can see it on him. He hates it. And, and I don't blame him. You know, right. if, if I wasn't if I wasn't certifiable, right. I would probably hate it too. Right. Um. But he's gonna finish the season. Yeah. We don't let our kids quit things yeah. in the middle. So that's one way to build resilience. Yeah. We don't let them quit in the middle. You can quit at the end. Yeah. Or you, you can not start. Right. But you're not gonna bail in the that's middle. That's good. Um. And and it hasn't always been received well. You know, anybody who's trying to raise teenage girls, um. That's me. Oh, Jesus, help, Jesus. <laughs> um, but you know- our She's o- great,
1: I know she listens, I yeah. love you, I love you. He loves you. I do love and, you, and you and mom are special together though, I tell you that. And,
0: and my girls, uh, you probably won't listen, but if you ever do, I love you too, and you're also the source of all of the white hair <laughs> in my chin. Um, but we had to make our oldest, she tried to quit in the middle of the track season last year. Yeah. We're like, no, you're gonna finish. Now if you don't wanna run track after this, that's fine. Yeah. But you're not gonna quit on yourself and you're not gonna quit on your team in the middle. That's one way that we build resilience. Yeah. We don't just give our kids things. Right. Right. They have to earn things. Um it you know, every year, Christmas time, however many new toys you think you want, that's how many old toys are going away. Hmm. You know, and, and we're in that, we're not only teaching them about uh, loss and, and processing, letting go, but we're also teaching them generosity right. because they're taking those lightly used toys and they're giving them to the kids who may or may not have a Christmas at all. Um, but those are a few of the things, man, keep going down the line, you know, I, I made my kids start cleaning up after themselves when they were five, yeah. even though I knew they would do a terrible job. Right. I'm like, you still
1: have to clean up after them cleaning that's, up after That's them. exactly
0: <laughs> right. But the lesson is if you make a mess, you clean it. So get down and, and get this rice off the floor. Yeah. You know all of that, even though they don't understand it. You know it's me Miyagiing them into you know resilience. Right. If you don't understand that reference, karate kid wax on wax off. He was mad. <laughs> You're never gonna teach me karate. Damn, son. wax on, beautiful and then he same, knew he knew same. he had karate. Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. Sand the floor. <laughs> it was so great, oh, and all goodness. of a sudden he's like. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, dummy, I've been teaching you the whole time, right? right? So it, it, a lot of this is me miyagi them
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. into what I hope, you know, will become a resilience. Now, um, parenting is a stewardship, right? Yeah. Like, we're just stewarding what ultimately belongs to God. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to be the best steward I can, and, and all I can do is, is hope that the results are what we're putting in
1: yeah I I can say and it's you know I'm not the guest on this episode so we're not going to get into this but I can went through some 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 challenging times in leadership roles in between 2020 2022 and that that way yeah so but I can honestly say man the the wrestling for me uh, was one of the things going through life now I didn't realize it that I'd actually gone through some challenging times and some trauma that probably is what led to me being able to thrive in the wrestling environment you mentioned being certifiable I'd probably fit in that category, <laughs> but I wasn't old enough to realize it at that point. Yeah. But man, if it weren't for those lessons, um, if it weren't for understanding, hey, it's not about the glory in the moment, it's about, hey, you're not where you want to be, so you got to put in the work. You got to keep grinding. You got to keep pushing through. You got to find a way. They, they got me to that place. We said with our kids... Um, And and by the way, this is not a prescription, okay? Uh, This is not a prescription. This is descriptive of what we did. So I'm not telling you this is what every parent should do. And I hope
0: you would follow the path.
1: Go ahead. (laughs) We told our kids um, that you can play any sport that you want um, at any season, uh, except for the winter. Uh, You must wrestle until you get to high school. Yeah. And so we told our kids you have to – and that's just because of the lessons that you learn. It's a – There's no other sport where you have to go out and it's just you and another person. There's nowhere to hide. There's no one else to blame. And uh, if you don't want to win, you don't have to win. Okay. But but you do have to learn what it's like to go out knowing because in life you're going to get in situations that are going to come after you whether you want them to or not. That's
0: exactly right.
1: And so you might not want to go after that person. But... I don't want to go after every challenge that faces me in my life. And so we just said, Hey, this is what we're going to, do. we're going to make it fun. Yeah. You know, you're going to experience some rewards. We're going to travel to get a little bit as a family. We're going to go around. We're going to enjoy it. Um, now in to that, that we don't make them wrestle year round. We make them cut weight though. You know, my, 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 oldest two, you know, they've got head seasons where they yeah. had goals. They wanted to set and they wanted to cut weight. And my daughter probably loves wrestling <laughs> more than anybody else in the family. So my, Oldest two are twins. They're freshmen in high school this year, and so they still love the sport. They're going to be wrestling, and my youngest still loves it. So for us, it's worked out really well. Yeah. I believe I've seen a tremendous amount of determination uh, and grit through them, both in school and whether they're, you know, maybe when my daughter is arguing back with my wife, same thing. So you see grit and determination. So so I, I think sports. I think you can learn a tremendous amount you do. through sports. Get, get a good coach if you have the right coach. And, yeah. You allow your kids to participate and follow that coach wherever they will take them if they'll invest in them the right way and call them into bigger things.
0: Well, and that's what makes wrestling special and why I wanted to put them into it because you're right. uh, You know, when you play football, which I did that too, I can blame the offensive coordinator. I can blame the play calling that day. You know, the line wasn't blocking, Colorado. Um, You know, there's a bunch of different threads you can pull. But when it's just you, person to person, It's just you. And that really is what so much. And and, and again, this is descriptive. Uh, Me and Jason are not telling everyone to put their kids in wrestling. Um, But is this a podcast on wrestling or resilience? (laughs) Tricked you. Um, But but what I will say resolutely is if not wrestling, something that you believe will teach them grit, will give them the capacity to grow against challenge, um, and prepare them for their future. You know, I heard this interesting study. Um, I, I have all kind of weird facts. You know, Chick-fil-A That's right. uh, and the ice cream chicken. Um, but they grew these trees in a dome. Okay? You can look this up. They grew these trees in a dome. Who's they? Uh, this group of scientists. Okay, Not Chick-fil-A, them. though? Not Chick-fil-A. Okay. No, no. Although, <laughs> they might have. You know, they're trying to take over the world. But um, the long story short is the trees would get to a certain size and height like a, a mature tree and it would just fall down. And they couldn't explain it. They're like, well, why do these trees keep falling down once they pop up? We're giving them enough sun. We're giving them enough light. We're giving them enough water. They have all the ingredients they need that they should grow up and flourish. Well, it turns out that the reason they were toppling is because they had never had to face resistance. Hmm. That the wind... Is actually necessary oh, wow. for the health of a tree, because it's against the blowing of the wind yeah. that the roots have to dig in. That's good to not blow over. Yeah. And when they didn't have the trial of the wind, when they didn't have the force of the wind blowing against them, they still sprouted up yep. as you would sure. think they would. Yeah. But as soon as they got big enough, they just fell over.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And, and I, I see so much semblance in that in not only ourselves, but our children and, and, and our culture, you know, we, we are, we are growing trees in a dome and then wondering why they're falling over. That's good. You know,
1: that's good. I say regularly in leadership, let, let me serve along somebody. Let me work alongside of somebody that's got a little bit of a limp. Yeah. Let me, I oh, want, yeah. want to be alongside. If I'm in the trenches, I wanted to be with somebody that's gone through some stuff. Yeah. yeah that Who sense. had to put
0: their roots down. That's right. You know, so that they didn't topple when the wind blew. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I've always found that a fascinating analogy.
1: Uh, our team, when we were, they were talking through this topic, one of the uh, thoughts that they came up with was comparing this idea of resilience uh, with, with a potential a- antonym of complacency. And when we were talking through that, you said, I don't know if complacency is the best yeah. antonym. I don't know if it's the best opposite. What would you say is, is the, the best opposite for resilience?
0: Yeah, it's fragility. Mm-hmm. I mean, complacency is an issue, but to be complacent um, means that you're, unmotivated and usually immovable, right? So if you're unmotivated and immovable, the chances that you'll face a trial are pretty minimalistic. So the, the antonym that I see to to resilience is fragility. And, and it is the continual and evidenced um, practice of just kind of falling apart when things get hard, you know? And, and we see it in sport, we see it in government, we see it in business. Uh, we see it in relationships. That's why the divorce rate is what it is, right? Because things get hard and people fall apart rather rather than getting together together to do the work of repairing that relationship. And, and so I, I really kind of see a culture of fragility. And, and, and this is not a political statement. Um, I don't ride the donkey or the elephant. I roll with the lamb. Okay? You like that? I like that. That's Pastor good. joke That's of good. the day. Um, but- at the end of the day, there is a culture of fragility that uh, started with the generation born to the boomers. You know, when we first started getting ribbons for everything, that started with <laughs> right. us, right? You, you know, we're, we're late Gen Xers. And, and I'll never forget, we, I was a kid. I was a running back. And we lost the game. And we still got trophies and went out for pizza. And I asked my dad, why did we get a trophy? Hmm. And he said, I was asking myself the same thing. That's (laughs) That's That's the kind of dad I had, you know, but, but truly I'm like, why do we get a trophy for losing? There, there are no participation awards in life. And and for that reason, it has ingrained a certain level of fragility into our host culture ethos. And when things get hard, people fall apart. Yeah.
1: And so I would ask you this then, and and the the truth is this this podcast, this episode is probably going to go a little bit longer than some of the others, Uh, probably because it's something near and dear to both mine and your heart. And so uh, that's okay. People can listen to it on the way to work and on the way home. (laughs) um, So say we've got a listener right now. We've talked about resilience. We've talked about some ways that you can build resilience with your kids. Uh, What if somebody's right in the middle of something like right now? this mm-hmm. difficult and and they would say, man, what am I supposed to do right now to not want to give up? What am I supposed to do to have the energy, to have the fight, to be able to push through and as we said earlier, to even come through better on the other side, what do I need to do?
0: Yeah, number one, remind yourself of the why. That's good. Why are you in this? You know, for me, um, my why that kept me in the church was I wanna see people's lives fundamentally changed by the good news of the gospel. I believe it. And and I believe when people encounter Jesus, their life is changed forever. That's my why. And if I can hold on to that why, then it will help to pull me through. Um, the second thing I would say is is a period of recalibration, right? You need to step back and and ask the question, how did I get here? How did I get here? Um, And do I see some steps toward daylight, right? The third thing I would say is um, getting the wisdom or advice of a trusted mentor or another leader. What would you do in this situation? Here's what I'm facing. Everything in me tells me I want to give up, but I'm fighting to move forward. Have you seen this before and how did you handle it? What did you do? The fourth thing I would say is uh, particularly for you, Christians out there and, and it really should be the first thing is to pray. <laughs> yeah, right. Ask ask the Lord um to give you strength that you don't have and he will. The Bible literally says he will supply every yeah. need. Yeah. Right? So ask him for I mean I had to do that, dude. Listen, <laughs> there were days um in 2019 where I just laid on the floor in my office face down, crying out to the Lord saying, please end this. Get mm. me out of here or get them out of here, mm. but please end this. I had to cry out to the Lord. And every time, not only would he give me renewed strength, Right? doesn't the psalmist tell us that, that he, he'll renew our strength like the eagles? Yeah. Right. Even the youths grow tired and faint, but those that wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength. Every time I would come out of one of those seasons of prayer, not only would I have renewed strength, but I'd have new ideas, new focus, yeah new new clarity uh, to the point where you know in the middle of this conflict we're still trying to just have church yeah <laughs> and one of these guys grabs me in between services and he's like hey I need to talk to you and I said yeah no and uh, he's like what do you mean though no? I said my focus is them they're my priority the people in that room um, you are not my priority mm-hmm. today yeah. you can schedule a meeting like everybody else right where in the preceding weeks, I was trying to have every meeting I could because I was trying to do damage control and put out all the yeah. fires. So that was a strength that came out of prayer. you know and, and then the last thing I would say, and, and I really do believe in this, is every leader needs a counselor and a coach. Mm. Um, you need a counselor to help you process your emotions and your traumas um, and your own blind spots and issues. Um, and you need a coach. Uh, to give you perspective on your leadership decisions and challenges. Um, If you're stuck right now, if you'll do those five things, um, I really do believe you'll not only get unstuck, but you will have energy to move forward in whatever you're facing right now.
1: And one thing I think that's common through all of those is you wouldn't do this if you didn't believe that there was something better on the other side. And that's the why. That, that's the why. It goes yeah. right back to the beginning. And, mm-hmm. and you, even, you mentioned scripture earlier, but James says, we consider it joy when we face trials because we know there's something in us that's yeah. being developed. There is a yeah. purpose for the pain. There's yeah. a reason why we're going through it. If we can believe that, we can grab hold of it. That's going to give us some gas to be able to work through these things. Uh, Lance, wrapping up, where can we find your book? Where can we find The Resilience Factor?
0: The Resilience Factor. Uh, you can find it anywhere books are sold. Amazon.com is a great place, but also Barnes & Noble and any other bookstore. And I will ask um, that if you get it and if you like it, which you will, because it is really good, um, please leave us a review on Amazon. Uh, that helps us with the algorithm because yep. algorithms run our lives now. They do.
1: They do. Uh, greatly appreciate your time being here with As always, uh, one of these days. Uh, maybe we'll get to live life in the same city. Who knows? We'll see how, how that works out. I'll just go ahead and say it We've here. We've been asking People here. the Lord. People here. People, here. People, here. People here online. So grateful to spend time with you talking about resilience. Thank you for modeling that for us. Thank you for investing in that uh, for all of our listeners. Love spending time with you. Thank you all for tuning in this week. If this is valuable, if you know somebody that in your life is going through a difficult time, please share this episode with them. Point them to The Resilience Factor. Great resource. Love you guys. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Hope in Real Life podcast. If this content was valuable for you, don't forget, like, subscribe, share. You never know how important it could be to bring a little hope into someone else's life. Uh, There's even a place here for you to comment. We would love to hear from you and hear your feedback. Until next time, let's keep sharing hope.